We are joined by Judy Baxter again today. She's going to reveal the secrets around Irvin Baxter's arrest, how she stole him while on a double date, and much more. It's Ask <laughs> Judy Anything Day. Give us a call at 877-363-8463. Don't miss a moment on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince DeGaulle here with Judy Baxter. She called me Vince Morgan during that uh, opening music there, so you know I'm in trouble. She did not know all those things that I was about to say. And uh, so we'll get into the double date later. Some of y'all just learned for the first time that Irvin was arrested. So we're going to tell you all about that. Judy's going to reveal the details uh, on the air for the first time. So be sure to share this video. Love the video. Give us a heart instead of just the blue thumbs up. And uh, make sure to comment what country you think Irvin was arrested in. Was it the United States? Israel? China? Uh, let's see what you think out there. Put it in the comments. Before we get into that, I want to remind you about our, uh, the, our friends over at Backyard Butchers and the specials that they have going on. They're delivering American-raised and harvested meat from right here in our American backyards to dinner tables across our nation. Go to BackyardButchers.com and save an extra 20% off your entire order by using the code time. With over a half a million happy customers, an American-based customer service team of stay-at-home moms like my wife, They'll make sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. So go to backyardbutchers.com slash endtime and buy American meat today and get 20% off your entire order. All right, Mamaw, Judy Baxter, Irvin's arrest. There's people that are stunned out there. They're going to think that he got caught in some scandal and had to go serve time or who knows what might be made up on the Internet after today. But what's the real story? Well, we got invited to New Guinea by the missionaries there, Brother and Sister Gordon. Okay. And they wanted us to come do a conference, and they told us, told him he had freedom of speech. Okay. <laughs> so he has some pretty strong theologies. And uh, he taught on uh, the salvation package, true Christianity versus false. And we and always dis give a disclaimer. If you don't want to know the truth, don't listen to this lesson. <laughs> It's on End Time Plus to be streamed right now right, if anyone right. wanted to. Well, one of, the, one of the men that was in the top echelons of government w happened to be there. It was out in a park. We had, oh, it's been a while back, so I think we had maybe a thousand people there. And uh, he taught on true Christianity versus false, and this government official was offended, went right to the police station and had asked them to arrest him. And uh, so the police came uh, to where we were staying with Brother and Sister Gordon and picked him up and took him to jail. Mm. He was only in there for about a couple hours. It cost us $50 to get him out. But then he had to go to court the next day. Well, and you were obviously not in the United States. No. And you're there. We you guys were uh, right above, it's right above Australia, New Guinea is, and it is, used to be owned by Australia, but it's now, um, you know, its own entity, own, own nation. So you're there, and you guys didn't take a security team with you, you didn't oh. have an entourage of people. It's the two of you, and you're there with the missionaries. Yes, and the people were real sweet. Um, 
They loved his teaching and everything. It just was this one man that we hit his hot button. <laughs> yeah, well, anytime you start talking about true Christianity versus false Christianity, hot buttons are uh, often yeah. uh, hit. So, so we went go to court the next day, and the judge says, uh, Mr. Baxter, you're going to have to remember when you're in another country, you have to watch what you say. So obviously they didn't have freedom, freedom of speech. Now, you said he was only in jail for a couple of hours. Yeah. But that, I but it was scary how did that feel for those couple of hours? Well, for me, I was scared to death, and I was trying to have faith in God. I, in fact, my husband liked to say he looked around to see if Paul and Silas was anywhere in there <laughs> with him. But um, did he Was he able to give you a call, or were you able to communicate with oh, well, him at all? I was there when they picked him up. They came to the house where we were staying. But afterward, he but, leaves? Well, he wasn't in there long enough for that. He was okay. only in there a couple hours. Sister Gordon... The missionary's wife was also an international lawyer, and she basically did all of the paperwork and everything to get him out and all that. And and once you got out of the court hearing, well, then if they I recall, said, we're going to pay your way to go home. <laughs> they went buy our airline tickets, and my husband said, "Well, look, I've got already got tickets to go home tomorrow. Save your money." I'll use my tickets. That's just how he was. He could have said. And what happened? They let him wait. Well, we flew. Yeah, we this big New Guinean guy came and escorted us to the airport. He was part of. He was an official, and he said, "Mr. Baxter, you didn't do anything wrong. They just didn't like what you said." <laughs> and he was part of uh, the government. I would say that's probably the first time we were censored. That I know of. And that's been happening ever since, essentially, one way or another. We haven't been arrested, but uh, censorship yes. has certainly occurred, especially now with the invention of the Internet and everything we got to, we right. get to deal with on that and there. But um, uh, we are going to take your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. So it's Ask Judy Anything. Oh my so we, who knows what we will get? It's open line Fridays always that way. That could be dangerous, Vince. You shouldn't do that. Well, we, we like to live dangerously a little bit. So give us a call, 877-END times the number to join us. Um, how did you, oh wait, wait, there's more, there's more to the New Guinea story. The cool thing about that, I don't want to forget, everyone wanted to know what the message was that got this American preacher arrested. Remember that part? Of course, but I'm not sure I wanted to say what it was. Well, I didn't want to say that, so we're, gonna, we're not going to reveal everything. Not everything, no. But they got the tape of him preaching because they recorded it. And if I recall correctly... They sold hundreds of them. And people the, wanted to know what he said to get him arrested. The people of New Guinea wanted to know. Yes. And they, uh, they uh, let us know that they had been making tapes day after day and... And I remember being told that they were playing on the radio around the clock. Well, that I don't remember. I don't know if they did that. I don't think they did that. It sounds good, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was told that, but we'll, we'll have to verify. You know, I could be wrong. You mentioned the guy that escorted you. What? There was also the guy that um, the guy that came to arrest him. Well, it was the police that came. Right, but wasn't wasn't he? Um, didn't he tell? 
Didn't he say, Mr. Baxter, I'm going to take care of you? And yeah, he said, I've got your back. I'm sorry we're having to do this, but we don't have a choice. Yeah. Be and I can't remember the name of the official. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> the one that got him arrested. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he said, uh, I'm sorry we're having to do this. That was the policeman. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty cool story, especially since I didn't have to go through it. Um, <laughs> well, and it gave it gave us an assurance he wasn't going to be hurt. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, somebody wants to know how you and Irvin met. And so I believe it was on a double date. No. No. I'm originally from Missouri, and I went every year back to Missouri Youth Camp. And I was real good friends with this girl from Springfield, Missouri. And she happened, she and my husband had been childhood sweethearts, 11 years old. And so she said, do you know Irvin Baxter? I said, no. She said, well, when you get back to Indiana camp, look him up and tell him Carolyn said hi. So I did. And in the meantime, she wrote him and asked him if he knew me. When I got to the camp, they said, Irvin Baxter's looking for you. So that was the first time we met. But at the time, he was dating someone else, and I was dating someone else. But nine months later, we broke up with who we were going with. How about the double date story? Let's talk about that, since I mentioned Well, it. he was with his girlfriend, and I was with... We were double dating, but we weren't together. Right. But you, you, we were the ones that did all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of knew then, huh? Um, yes. And how, where was that in proximity to meeting him to nine months later? Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while. Vince. I don't remember. Uh, it was in the summertime, I think, uh, after camp meeting. Uh, I think, oh, it was, no, it would have been October. General Conference was in Columbus, Ohio. And we were going, both couples were going to the conference. Hmm. We all went together. And then the rest is history, because you well, all got married pretty quick after that, right? No, I had to wait till he grew up. <laughs> I was older than him. Well, how long was that? Well, he was... How long uh, did y'all date? He was, uh, he was 18 and I was 21 when we started dating. Okay. And so we dated almost two years. And then we got married in March. Gotcha. Our, our two-year anniversary would have been May. We got married in March. So that's, that's how y'all met and started dating. Yes. And when I went back to Missouri next year, Carolyn said, uh, are you going with anybody? And I said, well, Irvin Baxter. And she wouldn't talk to me the rest of the week. Because <laughs> uh, that was his girlfriend. But finally, time. Friday, she said, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> and she re we resumed our friendship. Well, that's wonderful. I'm going to ask you about the first end time building here in a minute, but I want to remind everyone and remind you not to forget about Birch Gold's most popular special of the year, which is happening now through December 22nd. So for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they're going to send you one ounce silver eagle coin for free. So visit birchgold.com slash end time to claim your eligibility. Now you can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to you or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialist help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And they'll send you free silver for every $5,000 you purchase. Keep it for yourself or give something with real value as a stocking stuffer this year. Just visit birchgold.com slash to claim your eligibility 
today. Now, behind us is a picture of a not-so-good-looking building. You remember this building well, right? Yes, that was a... Duplex. It was a, they called it a double. Yes. Uh, the church owned it, and we rented it out. And we started out um, right outside my husband's office in the church. We had a, a, a room where we had the copier and all the, and a table where we had conferences or uh, meetings. And so it started there. I remember Sunday school classes being in there. Yeah. Young people's class was in there. Mm -hmm. But we during the week, we used it for end time. And um, we outgrew that. So when the one side opened up, he decided to move the end time over there. And um, that's what we did. And then when the other side opened up, we didn't rent it out again. And we made the whole thing uh, in time ministry. And that's where the first studio was built. Yes. Yes. In that, in that building. I remember the, uh, the basement used to flood. <laughs> I remember team lunches back in that kitchen. Yes. Which it used to feel so big, but I'm sure it wasn't big now no. that I. And at that time, my job was to uh, produce the tapes. That's right. The, you the did the duplications. Tapes. Yeah, I did duplication. You duplicated all the cassettes and yes. you put the sticker on them with the label. Yes. I remember you trained me on that job. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. Well, it was monotonous. Yeah. And I couldn't get the sticker on properly. It was So if you're out there and you got one of those politics and religion tapes with a crooked <laughs> sticker, that's probably my fault. <laughs> so then uh, how did you get out of here to the other building? Well, um, I'm trying to think. It was a bank, a catty corner from our church. And um, I went in there to do some business one day and they said, hey, uh, we're getting ready to sell the bank. And they sold it to, not to us, but another man that was in radio uh, uh, production. And he had it for a while. And then I would go over and get uh, a cleaner for the cassette player to, mm -hmm. to clean it and um, he said I'm getting ready to put this on the market next week so I went back and I said babe they're getting ready to sell that building and I mean lickety split he was out the door before I knew it we bought it <laughs> and I remember moving into that and it was and a lot nicer than that <laughs> it was a lot nicer and I remember the studio was so much bigger Yes. They used to, the the, stu yes. the first studio was like a small bedroom and a closet, and you were sitting pretty close, much closer than we are now to pull that off. Yes. And I remember the studio. In the, it was very small, yes. Yeah. And so, man, uh, God's brought us a long way, that's for he sure. Yes. It's been pretty miraculous. Yes. It's a God thing. You know, um, after yesterday, we received uh, hundreds of comments about how much they loved you being on. No. <laughs> and of course, over the years, um, of course, um, since Irvin Baxter passed away, many of you have asked us, uh, how do you get a message to Judy? And so uh, today's a great day for that. You can comment. Uh, she's on Facebook, so she's, she's probably going to be able to go see your comment in the, in the uh, chat on Facebook. So say something to her that you want to share with her. Of course, you can call us as well. The, encourage her or ask her a question or who knows what could happen but give us a call 877 n times the number to join us 877-363-8463
Did Irvin drink coffee? No. He. Um, you drink coffee? Yes. He, we were uh, holding revival up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the pastor there, they were, they kept the pot on all day long. <laughs> and they, it drove them crazy because he didn't drink coffee. So one day they... Now some people used to think if you drink coffee you were sinning. Well, Was that him or no? No. He just didn't like it. <laughs> his dad drank it, his mother drank it. Um, anyway, they kept insisting he tried, and they drank it black. So he took a sip, and then he looked at me, he said, babe, how do you drink it? I said, well, I like sugar and cream. He said, well, why don't you fix it the way you like it? So he tried it again. When we got back to our bedroom, he said, was that good coffee? I said, very good coffee. He said, then I'll never like coffee. <laughs> that was it. Well, there's some other good coffee that I want to remind you about. We've got a great Christmas present idea. I've purchased some personally for several family members. First Cup Coffee, they're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company out of the great state of Texas. They have 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. I'm trying to get them to do the Revelator. How good would that coffee be? Need revelation well, in your I, day? I like coffee. So. I know. Well, but if, if you want to name it the Revelator, I don't care what it's called, so it's good. If they had a special <laughs> blend called the Revelator, start your day with Revelation, get the end time blend, <laughs> the Revelator, you, get one of their roasts, check it out. You can get one of them uh, ground, whole bean, or even the pods for your Keurig machine. You can ditch the grocery store coffee that's been sitting there for up to two years. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Go to firstcup.com, use code time to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll give you another 10% off. Go to firstcup.com and use code time today. Well, we're starting to get some calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. So if you want to get on to encourage Judy to ask her question, now's the perfect time to do it. Uh, another question that's been submitted online is, how many times have you been to Israel? Oh my goodness, 39, 40 times. And what's your favorite part? I love the Sea of Galilee. Um, we always got on what they call, the, they had what they call the Jesus boats that they use for tourists. And we would always take our tour on the Jesus boat, get out in the middle, stop, drop anchor, and have a service. And it was just always, a, it was just a really good feeling to know that you were on that same Sea of Galilee that Jesus Christ was on 2,000 years ago. It seems like Galilee is just a great area in general. It is. Well, it, it's also the area where a lot of crops are grown. Mm. A lot of uh, the food is grown for the state of Israel. Have you ever felt unsafe there? <sighs> One time in uh, Jerusalem, we were in the old city, which is not, uh, the Israelis don't live in the old city. And uh, we had someone throw rocks at us. Now, I thought there was a time when you were in Bethlehem and you were at the store where all those uh, olive wood... Um, Tanas. Yeah. He owns, owns that. I, I thought there was a time when there were some missiles that were coming into Bethlehem. I believe there were, but it, we, nothing happened while we were there. Gotcha. And what... So you like going to Galilee. What, what else? What are some other highlights? Well, the Garden of Gethsemane is beautiful. That's where Jesus prayed. Mm -hmm. Then the garden tomb is another uh, garden, different garden, and it's right outside. You can, they have uh, places made where you can sit, and the 
the tour leader can teach, and uh, we could look over the wall and see Golgotha, the skull. Mm -hmm. And it did, it did look like a skull. Although, the cross was at, at the bottom of the hill on the road, at the edge of the road, not on the hill. But you could see, you could see it was a skull. Um, I know that you all did a lot of conferences um, where you went and attended, not ones that you necessarily taught. You went to a lot of conferences over the years. Um, were there any preachers that just meant a little bit more to y'all? Like w w what preacher or preachers kind of stuck out to y'all? Well, of course, we were very good friends with Robert and Shirley Henson. They pastored in uh, Portage, Indiana. Then they were up in Flint, Michigan. We helped several from them. We were real good friends with them. And um, Can I ask you about them real quick? Sure. You held revivals with them where we you guys actually preached. We held revivals when we evangelized. Yeah, and you were there for, you said I think yesterday, <laughs> that's when you did real revivals. Now what's that mean? Well, back then, I don't think so many women worked out. A lot more women stayed home. What worked, not physically worked out, but like worked outside no, of the home. No, I mean, worked outside the home. Yeah. Had a job outside the home. And uh, so we had revival service every night except Monday night. And that was okay. So you had church every Sunday night. night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday through Saturday night. Yes. So Irvin's preaching seven times a week. Yes. Yes. And he used he did just those canned messages, right? That he just preached the same no, messages not everywhere he went. You know he didn't do that. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> so he had to come up with seven unique messages. Yes, I'm not saying they ever preached the same thing again because obviously, if you're yeah. preaching the Word of God, you're gonna of course be repeating. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I guess, I'm highlighting how unique he was in that. I know there was a time when he tried to do that, and he said he just couldn't make it happen, and God kind of checked him on that. Yes, and so he felt like he had to dig in and uh, pray and study and get a hear from God on what he was supposed to say that night. Yeah. How was, how was that behavior? Because you're married to him, and I believe... Well, he um, would get up and eat breakfast, go to the church, and basically stay all day, study and pray. Like he was going to work. Yes. And even when we pastored, he would go in at 8 in the morning and not come home to 5. He said, if my men have to go out and work from 8 to 5 every day, then that's what I should do. And that's what he did. Monday through Friday. And so what are some of the highlights from those revivals with the Hensons? I know, I know um, Dave shared on, on air before about how um, there was a man saved through a revival y'all were preaching. And I think that's the family that took Dave and his mm -hmm. family in and mm -hmm. helped. The graves, yes. And that was a result of a revival y'all? Uh, Brother Henson, well this is a real unique thing that happened. We were at a general conference and he wanted us to come uh, preacher, well, he wanted us to come take care of his church because he and Shirley were going to go overseas. Then when he got back, he wanted to have a revival, and he couldn't find my husband. And uh, uh, so Irvin said to me, he said, Babe, I'm going to go sit down in the middle of the auditorium because it had emptied out, then everybody left to go eat dinner. He said, uh, I think someone's trying to find me. So he went down and sat in the middle 
just sat down all by himself in the <laughs> middle of this auditorium. And a little bit, here come Robert Henson. He said, I have been looking everywhere trying to find you. And, and so then we ended up going to Portage, had a great revival, and um, won a lot of souls for yeah. the Lord. Who else? Are there any preachers that just kind of, you mentioned, um, who's that guy you mentioned? You wrote the book on prayer, Verbal Being. Who, who else like that impacted y'all? Well, C.R. Free from Houston. He, uh, he preached for my mother and father-in-law and he, he was a great minister. He impacted us. Um, well, I don't know, you sort of caught me off guard and so I'm trying real quick to think. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> um, what, what prophecy that's come to pass has been most shocking to you? Uh, well, not, I just really believed because he, he found it in the Bible. Of course, it's different people interpret it different, you know, but he felt like God had given him these revelations. And the one incident I told about at church one night when they asked me to speak on this, uh, we were in um, Louisiana and uh, he knew what, the, he knew the United States was in the Bible was the eagle. He knew the British lion. He knew the Russian bear. He thought the leopard was Germany, but he couldn't find any proof. So um, one morning he woke up and the Lord spoke to him and said, go, I want you to go buy a, a newspaper. Well, we were in a little town that was just sort of a wide place in the road. <laughs> the church was the, probably the biggest thing there. They run five or 600. I don't know where all the people came from, but anyway. He, a lady was cleaning the church. He said, where can I buy a newspaper? She said, well, you might be able to buy one at the cafe. So he went down to the cafe and um, bought his paper and opened it up and it said, Germany sells leopard tanks to the Netherlands. He said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so he felt free to preach that the leopard was Germany. And uh, it had four heads, which represented four... Uh, the four Reichs? Yes. Yep. Four. We're in the fourth Reich right now. Right. And boy, there's a lot of other stuff convert. We don't have a lot of time left, but I, I want to get your take on some other things that I think I'll have to wait until the other side of the break. So uh, there's some open lines, and uh, you need to call 877 end time right now to encourage Judy to ask her a question. 877-363-8463. Be sure to give us a call. And then, of course, I want to remind you again about all the different Christmas deals going on. You can get Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Uh, at a very special rate right now through the end of the year. Go to endtime.com slash deals. Uh, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ is a chapter by chapter commentary that Irvin Baxter put together. And uh, in fact, he finished the recording of the videos and the writing of the book just weeks before his passing. And it is an incredible work that you definitely want to get. You can get it for a special price right now at endtime.com slash deals. We'll be right back after this break. As a viewer of the End Time Show, you're getting early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? 
Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives and that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800 End Time. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com deals today. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Ben Stegall here with uh, none other than Judy Baxter. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Be sure to give us a call if you want to share a special word with Judy Baxter or ask her a question about the history of End Time. There's so many questions to ask, and um, she's going to give you a perspective that you probably have never heard before. <laughs> so uh, definitely want to call in. Now, we do have a question uh, that was put in, uh, commented on Facebook. When Irvin was convinced in the late 50s that the Berlin Wall was the deadly wound. Um, some people were telling him that if he went public, that he would damage his credibility. That if he, was not the 50s, it was the 80s. 80s, okay. And I was sitting there thinking, he was very young at this time, uh, in the 50s. Um, what was it like from your perspective when the Berlin Wall actually came down? Well, uh, I was relieved, to be honest, because <laughs> A lot of people thought, you know, he was out in left field, so that made him a true prop, uh, prophecy teacher, or uh, sort of. Not a false prophet, for yeah, sure. Yeah, not a false prophet. Yeah. But anyway. And so that felt pretty good. Yes, yes. I can imagine so. Um, what other things like that have come to pass? Because I, I think, you know, he did a lot of stuff that was. You know, he'd be willing to go out on the limb. You know, the like the time I'm thinking about when he was on the airplane headed to Israel and he's like, God, who is going to tell all these Jews in Judea? Right. And that, the Lord spoke to him and said, well, you've got a magazine. Yeah. Well, and I know once you do the calculations, which I know you don't really care for calculations. That's not really where you're at. <laughs> no. But, you know. Give when me he, an organ or something <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> You know, he, when he comes and says, okay, we're going to need $2 million to pull this off. Oh, yeah. I mean, how does that make you feel? Well, I don't know. I know uh, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it was like. Yeah, uh, there was a, uh, probably more me than him. Yeah. He had a lot of faith. And, uh, of course, I. Uh, it seemed like whatever he always felt like God showed him or did 
came to pass. Yeah. So that made me feel pretty good, you know, like things weren't going to fall apart. And, sure. And all of that. So. What do you think he would say about where the world is at now? Because, you know, he passed away Election Day 2020. Well, that was over three years ago now, which I know is heartbreaking. Um, but Joe Biden was elected. We've had this war in Israel. There's been all sorts of things happen globally. You know, the, the COVID vaccine and the government overreach that occurred and the government surveillance, that all this stuff happened after his passing. Right. And every time something bad would happen in the world, you know, all of us here, we'd be like, man, Irvin would be excited about how the <laughs> prophecies are unfolding. Well, I remember when 911 happened, we were uh, in Branson, Missouri, and, and uh, the office called and said, you've got to come home said, our phones will not stop ringing. So uh, different things like that happened uh, that made, uh, it was exciting yet scary too. And um, I was more uh, apt to be afraid than him and I tried not to be, because I, I did feel like God was with us, but I'm a female, so you know. <laughs> What's that mean? That means I'm a mother and uh, I, I guess that's what it means. Okay. I don't know anything about being a mother, so <laughs> except for observation. Right. Um, well, I'll just say that, you know, even though you weren't on the front lines per se, at least the the front lines of being on TV or the radio or speaking on a stage. Well, when we pastored, I was more hands-on. Yeah. Because I directed the choir, played the organ, and run the ladies group and all that. But when we did end time, almost solely end time, that was his field. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I bought his clothes, made sure they were clean, made sure they looked good. That was my job. And I was you did behind a great the scenes. Job. Pardon? You did a great job. Well, I tried. But on top of that, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. Well, I don't because know about that. There's a lot, you know, you know some personally. Well, I did have something really interesting happen to me on the fourth trumpet. Yes, let's talk about that. I was driving down Interstate 70, right outside of Richmond, and I was talking to the Lord, and I said, Lord, because he couldn't figure out how the, about the shortening of the days. I said, Lord, how are you going to shorten the days? And so help me, so help me. A male voice spoke in my, in my head, not, not out loud, but in my head. He said, I already have. I was so shocked. I said, well, how, Lord? He said, well, I've speeded up the days and the people can't tell. It still seems like the same amount of time, but I've speeded everything up. And so that was so you one went thing home, that I... You went home and told him. And he said, babe, yeah, I didn't, didn't you come in and say, the Lord spoke to me? Yes. <laughs> I said, the Lord spoke to me. He I said, walked, but, yeah, and you he were said, out shopping or something? They couldn't run the five, is it the four-minute mile? Yeah. He said, they, they couldn't run the four-minute mile in four minutes if that happened. And he had all these reasons why I didn't hear from God. So I said, well, I don't care about all that, but I know God spoke to me. So we went out to eat dinner and ran into a professor from IU and I was telling him about it. And he said, well, haven't you ever heard of Einstein's- uh, Theory of relativity. Yes, and, and my husband said, yes, I read about that every day when I'm eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> And he talked to someone else that said the same thing. So he finally felt like, yes, I'd heard from God. And then God had speeded the days up. And they do go, seem to go faster and faster. They sure do. 
Now, aside from that, though, but you just walking with him and encouraging him, and you know, you probably know of some ministers out there whose wives held them back because they weren't willing to do whatever. I'm, we don't have to get into that, but for you personally, being willing to stand by him and support him through all those years, that is invaluable. And so you're a legend. I don't know about that. I do know that God was preparing me before I met him for, to be with him in this ministry. Yeah. I was in Missouri camp. The, the um, superintendent of the state, he was up, he said, I, there's five young people here that I want to come up front and have prayer for because I feel like God's got his hand on their life. And I was one of them. Mm. And I always told everybody, I'm going to marry an evangelist. I wasn't going with an evangelist. I just said, I'm going to marry an evangelist. And that's what I did. That's what you did. That's what I did. And you did a great job. <laughs> so, you ready to get to some calls? I guess. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> you nervous? Uh, if I don't, can't answer, I'll just say I don't know. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start you off with an easy one. We're going to go to Tennessee. John is watching in Tennessee. John, welcome to the show. Well, good afternoon to both of you. Hi, John. Judy, you are a legend. Yes. All of us out here that have listened to Irvin and Dave and Doug and Vince, and we all know of Judy Baxter. Thank you. And there's no other way to say it. You are a legend. And I want to say hello and thank you so much for staying there at church on that Wednesday night so Laura and I could meet you. You just met that him a few weeks ago. was the of that day other than yes. what happened immediately before it. When uh, finally, after years after being baptized, finally both of us fully received the Holy Ghost. And it was just the next thing there was, there was Judy Baxter and that was the highlight. Well, so thank you. It was a remarkable experience all the time we were out there, and that was one of the major highlights. And Vince, you are too bad yourself that <laughs> You know, I try. <laughs> you do well. Hi, Doug, I'm sure is watching. Doug, you got to get better, guy. You got to get, take over this cold and get right into it. So. I'm going to turn you loose to have other people talk to you, but it was just a remarkable, wonderful evening that evening, and the two-day trip that we spent out there was fantastic. It just brought us in there. Yeah. John, we loved you and Laura coming by. We had a great time with you, and thank you so much for your encouraging word. God you bless you're you. You're in both of our prayers, and we love both of you. Thanks. Love you. Any comments before we move on? No, not really. All right, here we go. Randy in West Virginia is watching. Randy, welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hi, Randy. Hey, how are you doing, Brother Vince? We are better than we deserve. Well, I know you was going to say that. I am too. <laughs> you know, I've been listening to you folks for a long time. But I have a question. I have a question for... For Judy. I have a question for her. I was hello. We're here. What's your I question? Was, I have a I have a question. You 
Uh, somebody might answer this. And I was down in Morgantown, West Virginia. Brother, Brother Baxter was in Morgantown, West Virginia. That's the first time I ever heard him thing and and i and i was praying this this is kind of pretty nice from god i I was a praying and i wanted to know about matthew chapter 24 verse 29 and i tell you what i was impressed when he taught on that down there and i that and i and i tell you what he talked about he talked about Randy, we're, we're running short on time. What's your question? Okay. My question is, does she remember the year that he was down there in Morgantown? <sighs> Randy, that is maybe the hardest question you could have called and asked. They have traveled <laughs> to hundreds of places since then. You remember that? I remember being in Morgantown. We had, we had Brother Hudson was a good friend of ours, and he passed right. there. You just don't remember the year. So there, there's the answer, Randy. She remembers okay. being there, not the year. Okay. You tell her I appreciate you guys. You guys are doing a good work, and I, I'm a firm believer in the power of you folks, and you're doing a good work for the Lord. Just keep up the good work, Thank folks. You, I appreciate you. So, Thank you so much. God bless you. All right, yes, we have some open bye. lines, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're coming up on a break here, so I don't want to bring anyone else in and have to cut you off, but I will say that Joe from New York is on the line, and that's going to be... A highlight for me, you and him getting to talk. Um, was there a favorite place that you guys went and preached over the years? I know you probably aren't allowed to pick one, but... Uh, I really liked, at the time, being from Indiana, I loved the South because it was warmer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of good friends in the South. Now, I remember when you got invited to go to Hawaii to preach. That yes. seems like that would be yes. a pretty I've good I've never one. been in a place like Hawaii. When you didn't mind getting rained on because the rain was warm. <laughs> it was, Hawaii's a beautiful place. And of course, Israel's not too shabby either. No, I like Israel too. In fact, my husband said that would be his second home. Yes, and... If he had to go somewhere else, he'd want to go to Israel. Now, we have the campus in Israel still. Yes. And we're teaching there every yes. week and doing all the things still. That was a miracle that we'll have to get into on the other side of the break when I think you were there that morning when he said, God's told me what to do and I'm going to go do it and we're going to you know, do whatever the Lord leads us to do in regards to Israel. But our partners went together and miraculously provided yes. in a way that we've got to talk about on the other side of the break. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with one more segment. We have open lines, 877-363-8463 is the number to call to talk to Judy today. We'll be right back. voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me, and I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity Die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. 
The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Judy Baxter. 877-END Time's the number to call. Right before the break, I started talking about the miracle that occurred when we were able to get the campus in Israel, in Jerusalem specifically. Um, and I actually have never been there. I went to Israel before, so I've never seen it, but I'm told from the windows, you can see, I've seen a picture, you can see the Temple Mount. Yeah, if you lean out. Oh, you got you yeah. to lean out? You have to open the window and lean out You because it's to the right. Okay. Yes. So talk about that a little bit. Do you remember? Well, he felt like um, that God was directing him to uh, buy, get some property in Israel. But he wouldn't, you know, he knew it was going to cost a lot of money, and he didn't know how he was going to do it for it's sure. It's like buying property in New York. It's yes, expensive. Well, yes. I mean, we've got 4,000 square feet that cost a million dollars. Yeah. So More anyway, he was praying and he felt like the Lord said, do a tape on another Jewish Holocaust is coming. And that's what he did and that helped us raise the money. People donated, uh, it the property cost $1.8 million. Well, the $8 million was remodeling. It took us quite a bit to remodel. We'll have to look back at the details, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the. Um, People donated to be able to pull that off. I think it was 22 days or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was so quick it it blew a, it blew our minds. We knew nothing about anything like that. Yeah. God has provided for us miraculously yes. Yes. forever, but it's it's never happened quite like that. That no, was an unbelievable, it was unbelievable thing. And you know all of that it was a God on. thing, and and the people believed it, and they they gave. Yeah, it was totally from God. So. Um, all right, let's get to the calls. We're going to start in Oklahoma. Joel is watching there. Joel, welcome to the End Time Show. How are you, Brother Vince? We are doing well. How are you, Joel? Just fine. We love y'all. Uh, Sister Judy, uh, I've been told behind every good patriarch there has to be a matriarch that holds, the, holds everything together, and I think that's you. I just wanted to let you know that. And my question for you today is, 
as uh, Vince was growing up. Oh, no. Did you ever have to discipline him <laughs> and uh, maybe swat him a few times and correct him growing up? And if you did, I think you might have missed two or three that he should have. <laughs> Why? Somebody cut Joel off. He's, he's said enough already today. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> you know, she had this gray brush. No. We're not pink. telling about that? Oh, I'll let pink you answer. Avon. Sorry. I had a pink Avon brush. But really, Vince was pretty good. Um, he he was a, a quiet, believe it or not, as a, a small child, he was pretty quiet. His sister made up for it, though. <laughs> yes, she and did. And I had them for a little while. I hope she's watching. And uh, helped raise him for a little while. So I'll take a little bit a of credit. mischievous. All right, Joel, you, you are president now. What did he say? He oh, said he thinks hey, I'm I quite mischievous. <laughs> I thought, hey, I love you. You know I do. Oh, yes. He's turned a lot like my husband, I think, as <laughs> well, far as good. his personality. That's I, great. Joel, I'll tell you a week. quick story about Dave and Jana. Just, I'll make it real quick, though. One year, a few years ago, on Thanksgiving, I got a hold of Jana's phone and posted that, on Facebook that she was pregnant. And uh, so that really blew up. <laughs> on Facebook there for a while because uh, their kids were both grown and in their 30s, I think. And so for she them to have another child, that would be uh, a little off. So th I might have a little mischievousness in me, Joel. <laughs> Just a little. God bless you all. God Thank bless you, you so Joel. Much. Thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, I would say very much, but, you know, maybe just a little bit. Now, she had that gray. I remember the brush being gray. I had several. Uh, you used to give us a few swats with that, but I pretty much stayed in line most of the time. Yeah, you did. To your knowledge. Um, all right, going to New York now. It's time for the Joe Show. Comment the Joe Show uh, if you appreciate it when Joe from New York calls. Welcome, Joe. God bless you. You two look beautiful together. I must say that. Well, thank you. It's pretty comfortable. Yes. And Judy, this is the first time I think I've ever actually spoken with you. God bless you. I love you. I am so proud that you are my sister. Behind every great man, there is a great woman. And you are a living testament of that, that you're making it strong for this ministry to keep going. I think you're the backbone. I love you. I am so proud of you. I... I the amazing thing about men of God, I never was in the same room with Irvin. I feel like I, I, I knew him as a brother. He, he was, and now he's in paradise being a great man of God. But I know behind him, you stood with him, because no man can be that great without a great woman as a partner. And you're, again, you're a living testament of that love you shine the love of messiah jesus in your face like i said i am so proud of the end time ministry there's no words that i could properly speak that you guys are on top of the heap and coming from a crazy little old man here in in in, in brooklyn you know i i i i i've been afforded the time for the last 20 odd years i've pretty much been a hermit because of various reasons, but I stay in touch with a few ministries. And as I've, I've said to Vince and Dave and Doug, 
You guys are on top of the mountain. You are doing the most important work that is happening for the body of Christ on this earth. That is my opinion. After over 45 years of walking with the Lord Messiah Jesus and loving him more than I can find words, you guys, I'm proud of you. And Judy, thank you. I wanted the opportunity to thank you and thank you for standing there. And every time I see you say, end time is not going nowhere, <laughs> it lifts my spirit. And I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to actually talk with you and tell you I love you. Well, thank and you. And I'm so glad that you are my sister. We are God's family. That's something that we didn't decide, but the Lord God Almighty did. And taking the fact that we are such different kind of people with different upbringings. I grew up in the streets of New York, and it was a crazy upbringing. But God, in his mercy and kindness, he kept me through years of hell until I found him, until I cried out to him, you know, over 45 years ago. And again, Judy, I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Vince. For having having your grandma there hey, with you, absolutely, a, Joe. You you have a special spot here in our heart as well. If you recall, uh, you were the second to last call that Irvin Baxter received before he went to the hospital on his last on his last radio show, and so you called and encouraged him. Uh, you didn't normally do that when you called in, but you felt led to encourage him for all the work that he had done. And that call has been so special. I've listened to it more times than I can say. And so um, I appreciate that you did that. And it meant so much to our viewers. And, of course. I'll tell you what it meant to me. It, that call was a gift from the Lord to me. Because I was on hold and I had some questions. And the questions went out of my mouth. And I just, my heart was exploding to say to Irvin how much I appreciated him from the first minute I saw him on YouTube years before that, my spirit was leaping with joy because here was a man of God that was teaching the truth of the scriptures. And I fell in love with him and stayed in love with him. I miss him every day. I watch that tape you're talking about many mm -hmm. times because it's a gift. Thank you for mentioning it. I love you guys more than I can put into words. We are family. I know that in my total being, body, soul, and spirit, knows that you are my family and you're pursuing the will of God. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your call, Joe. As always, we appreciate it. We love you. And uh, be praying for Joe per usual and comment the Joe show. We always love it when he calls. You remember that call? No. Were you watching that day? No. Uh, I'll have to play it for you. It is one yeah, special I'd like call. To hear it. Um, and so um, we're wrapping up here. We've got less than two minutes. Is what, What's something that you think everybody needs to know? Like, Well, uh, if you've received a, a thank you card for me, from me, I always make the comment that end time ministries came from the heart of God, and I truly believe that. That's why 
when my husband passed away, in time ministries didn't die. God had someone else to take his place to continue this ministry because we do reach out. Anybody in the whole world, if they get on the internet, can find us. So uh, this is a God thing and from the beginning. Uh, when we were younger, we didn't realize quite the importance of it. Not until we got older and saw what God was doing with it. You know, incredibly, you know, there, a lot of people told us when he passed away, you need to anticipate donations decreasing by 60%. And then, of course, we got canceled off a couple of major television networks following that as well. And they said, oh, yeah, it's really going down now. And, you know, we just stood in faith and said, this is a God thing. And it didn't happen, did it? It didn't happen. And, and people have been so faithful in their giving and prayers and they lift us up. And we're so, you know, we just had a, there's still a month left when this number was pulled. It was at the beginning of, so it's only through November. But we just hit 15 million online video views. Now, I'll remind everybody out there, sometimes we get some haters and they want to tell us how we're a ministry and we shouldn't you know, tell people to donate or whatever. These 15 million video views were totally free. So we've had the biggest year we've ever had online, 15 million video views globally. And and it's been incredible that, we, you know, we miss Irvin Baxter. Of course. I would suggest more than the audience, but then I remember sometimes I'm on here and so I'm sure they miss him a lot. But um, we miss him greatly, but God has blessed the work that's happened, and of course, you all labored for decades before we ever came along, and, and God's well, continued to bless different that. Different people would make, uh, not a lot, but just every now and then someone would say something about asking for money, but if you're going to have a ministry that reaches the world, it costs Cost to go on television. Cost. Cost to keep the lights on. The, the list goes on and on. Astronomical but, what it costs. Hey, if the Spirit lays it on your heart to give, go to endtime.com slash give. We have many monthly partners and people that give one time. If the Lord's put it on your heart, do consider doing that today to help us keep this show available for free on television, radio, and online. Thanks again to Judy Baxter. Be sure to comment, let her know how much you appreciate her coming on the show. And don't forget to pray for Doug as he's under the weather a bit and could use uh, a good touch from the Lord right now. So uh, also endtime.com, watch that endtime.com. There's, there's thousands of hours of content available for absolutely free. Go there, check it out. We'll see you right back here on Monday at 3 p.m. Central Time.